This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycast. Oh, good morning, Melbourne. And what a Sunday morning it is. I mean, really, honestly, if you've just come home from disco dancing, it's Joy 94.9 you're listening to. And um, what better song to disco dance to than The Love Boat? And the reason we're playing The Love Boat this morning is you are on the Escape Hour, Joy 94.9's food and travel show. And we're going to take you all over the planet over the next couple of weeks. My name's Russ Masterton. I hope everybody's enjoying summer. With me this evening is... Oh, this evening, this morning. See, I've just got in and it's still this evening for me. (laughs) Is the lovely Fiona Brooke. How are you? Come on down. Yay, I won. Uh, yeah, I'm great. Thanks, Russ. Yeah, you're looking good. Really good. Yeah. Yep, you know, feeling sprightly and sparkly on this sunny Sunday morning. Having a good weekend? Yes, it's yeah. been great. Uh, what about you and Andrew? Have you been out and about on the town? Always. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. you know, not necessarily on a Saturday night, really. On a Saturday mm. night, I'm probably more likely to be at home. Okay. Because, you know... Oh, you've I've, got a new puppy, of course. I've got a new puppy. Uh. We're very loath to leave him alone for, much lo- for, for too long. And yeah. also... Saturday night's amateurs night. I mean, really, the best night to be out the week is, I reckon, on like Thursday nights. Okay, I must remember that. So yeah. Thursday night. Now on the board today, we do call it the board because he's in full control here. Um, the master, the master of the the, the funkiest DJ in town. It's oh, Stefan. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good morning. <laughs> that's a uh, big boots to fill. Oh no, oh, no, no. You dear. you know what you're doing. You're the one that's got us on air and is going to keep us on air on this crazy old Sunday morning. So we're here and we're travelling to Poland yes, today. Now, Stefan, would you like to introduce our fabulous guest? Absolutely. You... We've um, this morning we have Isabella, and Isabella um, went to Poland. I think July. Yes, uh, I did. In yes. July. So um, yes, talking all about all things Poland and hopefully cover most places and food. I don't know. No, we're a bit keen on food. Always keen on Always food. Keen on, very keen on food. So. I mean, I have to ask the panel, has anyone else been to Poland? No. No. No, where I've been. I'd love to go, though. Love it's unusual go. that not one of us has been to one of the places of which we are, our guest is going. So we're going to pick your brain today, Isabella. Mm. And we're going to like, try and fill in all the gaps for anyone, any uh, listeners who might want to go to Poland. Thank you yes. for having me. Oh, so, I mean, first question is quite obvious because Poland's a little bit far from Australia. So why Poland? So I'm a native of Poland. Um, I came to Australia at the age of 13 um, and I have lots and lots of family still living there, including my sister. So I do go back regularly and um, I'm impressed every time how much it's changed. It, it continues to change. It continues to be a more welcoming destination for tourists. Um, so I would encourage anyone who's looking for something different in Europe to um, to try Poland and Eastern Europe in general. So coming from Australia, I guess is there is a, there aren't a lot of options in terms of where to go, where to start in Poland. Where would you start? So where where do you fly to first? And 
So you're most likely to fly into Warsaw um, um, uh, from an international flight from, from Australia. Various options. Um, quite a few airlines now have direct flights to, to Warsaw um, and that's actually where I'm from. So it's my natural starting point as well. So you're most likely to, to need to fly into Warsaw if you're coming from directly from Australia and have a bit of a stopover and have a break. It's probably not the most interesting um, destination to start with, but um, but if I can give you some mm. interesting pointers then hopefully that'll get you started. Yeah. So you're saying that get to Warsaw and then after you've been in Warsaw, really visit the rest of the country is where... That's right. ...where all of the other most interesting things are. Yes, yes. It's a, it's quite a big country, um, lots of variety. Um, so start start with Warsaw and then hopefully go on to other, other parts and, and explore. Sounds incredible. I mean, with Warsaw, it's a big city, is that correct? Yes, it's a big city. Um, it's um, it was destroyed during the Second World War, so it's a city that was actually rebuilt um, in terms of the old part of the city. So you'll actually be looking at something that looks original and looks mm. old, but it was rebuilt from scratch. Ah. So that makes it quite interesting. But the the rest of uh, the city is actually quite ugly because it's um, communist era architecture. Say, as it got this uh, architecture from uh, Soviet Union Correct. Uh, post-war yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Eastern Europe. It's a bit like, what were they thinking? Isn't it? <laughs> well, you <laughs> know, you I mean, as I talked about when, you know, when we talk about Georgia, yeah. we went on a brutalist walking tour and brutalism is like an, uh, an architectural movement around the world and in Eastern Europe, they have got bucket loads of concrete structures uh, from the Soviet era which are unloved but loved by some. They're just un- unkempt. Is there quite a lot of that sort of brutalist concrete architecture in Warsaw? Yeah, there's a lot of it, mostly the, the residential apartments. So there's a lot of 1950s and 60s built um, apartment blocks and most people live in apartments. Mm. Um, I was lucky enough to grow up in a, in a house on the outskirts of Warsaw, um, close to a forest. So it's, um, you'd be surprised what you can find once you get out of the, the suburbs. Mm. How many people live in Warsaw? Mm. Uh, I think it's about uh, 3 million people. So it's, it's quite big, but it's um, not spread like Melbourne. It's, it's a city that's built up as mm. as are many European, European cities, mm. um, so but really I would encourage you to to explore the city centre and the old town um, because that's that's where you'll find interesting places. So where would you what would you start with in there? What yeah, what's Warsaw like most famous for? So it's ma- most famous for the old town, which mm. you know you find in Europe. There's a lot of old towns. Um, the old town is basically a square with streets running off it. Um, very colourful lots of um, lots of color lots of tiny little places restaurants and shops um, but there's also the the a big avenue leading up to the old town which which looks looks and feels like a European avenue um, and that's very pretty to walk you know walk up towards the old town and within the old town itself the centerpiece is the um, is the palace the royal palace oh. um, sort of painted pink, a pinky colour, I guess, um, which was used by the Germans um, as a headquarters and dynamited um, when they were leaving. So, again, rebuilt, but so looks original. rebuilt in the original architecture rather Correct, than, rebuilt um, to be exactly the same. So, um, some of the artworks have been recovered as well that were stolen by the Nazis. So, you, you will be looking at original paintings, um, European paintings. Um, so, quite, quite interesting. Absolutely. Um, 
But um, the, the other interesting piece is you have to actually venture slightly outside of the city for. Um, there's an, um, a summer palace um, that, called Vilanov. Uh, you can get there by taxi or by, by bus. Um, and it's actually, um, it's, it's, it looks quite, quite French in, in its style and architecture. So it's kind of like the equivalent of the Versailles. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what they're looking oh. for. It was white when I was living there, just white and drab and repainted in what looks quite garish at the moment to me, but um, yellow and bright colours. But that was actually the original colours that, oh. uh, that were painted um, when the palace was built. Well, it's interesting too, because they've just recently repainted the Palais in St Kilda and they brought it back to its original colour. So I think beforehand it was painted some, you know, white, which was dirty old white after so many years. <laughs> but they're restoring a lot of these buildings slowly by repainting them to their original colour. And when you first think it's going to be this ochre colour, mm-hmm. you think, ooh, but in actual fact it looks amazing. It looks so much better than the well, dirty white that it was. <laughs> but, but, you know, sometimes those original colours are just striking because you expect the... It's almost like the past is in black and white. Correct. <laughs> and, and yes, and communism was very black and white. Yeah. <laughs> there was even no colour photography um, in the time that I was growing up. So um, we, uh, I remember Poland as largely black and white, actually. Uh-huh. Yeah. When did, when did um, Poland stop being a communist country? Mm. So communism fell in 1989. Yeah. Um, I left in 1981. Um, okay. So my first time back was on the on the cusp of um, change. you know mm. change, and it's changed. It c- continues to change. So you went back before it uh, communism finished. Yes, I went back. Yeah, not long before it finished. And, and from where you le- when you left and when you did go back, did you notice any difference already? Or I know you were no. Really young, so that was that was too soon to really notice any difference. I mean, these things, um, systemic mm. things, take it's a long time to to break down. Um, and for any, you know, evidence on the outside, um, I mean, that really took years. But when it took hold, it it, um, it started happening really quickly. Was that before or after the fall of the Berlin Wall? So the, the first rumblings before the fall of Berlin Wall were actually in Poland. So the Solidarity yep. Movement is what actually started the wave of, of the fall of communism. Um, so it, it happened around the same time. So the rumblings happened in Poland, but the, the real sort of evidence happened with the fall of the Berlin Wall, which was the, the visual peop- mm. thing that people remember. Mm. Um, and that really marks the, the fall. Um, so interesting, yeah. Well, um, I think that the if that's one of the things that we've sort of un, uh, inadvertently fallen off on is the history of Poland, which was uh, something that we needed to get across because uh, we haven't been and we didn't know enough about it, which is a shame. So we will be back in a minute and we will keep talking Poland. You're listening to The Escape Hour on Joy. Joy 94.9 has a huge range of programs available for podcast. In fact, Joy is one of the largest podcasting communities on community radio. If you haven't checked out our podcasting service, you're missing out. Visit joy.org.au, click on the podcast tab and you'll find a list of Joy programs regularly sharing the best interviews, news and reviews. There's tens of thousands of hours for you to enjoy, so check it out now, joy.org.au. The Escape Hour on Joy 94.9, we're having such a fantastic morning, none of us can stop laughing, so clearly too much coffee or too much God knows what from the night before, but we are here talking Poland today, it's Joy 94.9. 
We've got Fiona, we've got Stefan, and we've got a fantastic guest, Isabella, and you have filled us in on Poland and basically Warsaw to start with. Now, I'm curious, um, from a travel perspective, we um, have a travel agency in Melbourne, and um, the Eastern Bloc countries, in particular Poland, is, is very affordable to go for Australians to go and visit and stay in. So did you find that when you visited there, how, how um, cheap everything is? Yes, everything is still very cheap, very affordable um, compared to Western Europe. Um, it's a great destination. You get, you get a lot more for your dollar because yes. our dollar is not very strong at the moment. So, um, so that's another good reason. Uh, but hotels and, and food and drinks are, are, are really much cheaper than in Western Europe. And, it's so, and it seems to be the way um, most Aussies are going at the moment, where our dollar is, well, I hate to say it, is in the toilet, so it's, it's terrible against the greenback, and it's about 60 euros. So for us to visit places like um, Croatia and Poland and all of those um, those uh, countries, it is definitely the way to go, but there's so much to see and do there. So what, what would be um, your first step outside of... Um, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about the borders of Poland to start with? Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, that's a good, good place to start. And I would really encourage the listeners to um, to get out your phone or your iPad and have a look. Google, um, you know, open Google Maps and have a look at Poland and look at the geography where it's located. Uh, because I think most people, when they look at it, they go, "Oh, I actually didn't know that. That's where it's at." Um, so think of Poland as a square country. It, it is more or less square. The northern border is actually the Baltic Sea. So the next neighbour over the sea is Sweden. Um, on the in the west we have Germany, basically a straight border with Germany. In the south, it's a we border with um, the Czech Republic and Slovakia, um, and that's through uh, a range of mountains. Um, and the eastern border is where it really gets interesting, where we have um, Ukraine, Belarus. Lithuania and a tiny enclave of Russia, which most people don't even know exists, which is separated from mainland Russia. Uh, it's a little territory that sits right at, at the northern tip of, um, you know, over Lithuania. So um, that might explain the history of Poland. So mm. it's, it's geographically really unfortunately placed. Um, so it's been overrun by by many um, different nations, um, but we won't go into that. It's <laughs> <laughs> no a chip on the shoulder at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole other story. It's a whole other story. But um, I guess what I'm trying to flag is the the interesting uh, geography means it's uh, there's a variety of um, landscapes in Poland. So you you've got the sea. You know, as a kid, I used to go to the sea mm. one summer, go to the mountains another Fantastic. another summer, um, and almost a quarter of the northeastern part of the country is uh, a lake region, huge oh, huge wow. lake region, wow. full Beautiful. of lakes, which. Um, um, not filled with tourists, um, as you would expect in, in Italy or France or other countries. So, again, if you're looking for something slightly different, um, going, you know, finding a, a B&B uh, by the side of a lake with no or very few people around can be really attractive. Oh, that's so nice. But what we're seeing more and more in travel, and what I like about the sounds of Poland, is people are going to countries and just stopping and staying. So there's there's not so much of this massive multi-country, multi-Europe touring anymore. People are, they might do that once in their life, but they're mm. actually very, very keen to get to a country and lob there and see as much as they can. So it sounds like that they can definitely do that in Poland. So. That's right, yeah, spend a bit of time. It's quite big. And beaches by the... The the south the north sorry so, so uh, yep northern beaches the northern whole beach. the whole coast is is basically a straight coastline so so beautiful beaches 
freezing cold sea, <laughs> the Baltic <laughs> Sea, uh, is kind of like um, Tasmania on a bad day. Ah. Um, so, so it's a bit of a toe test before you jump in. Correct. Yeah. That's, that's so, very appealing. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, people are a bit tougher in, in Poland. Well, so I might be wearing my best Yeah, so only in summer, I must warn you, only in summer. Uh, but, you know, beautiful, open, empty beaches, um, you know, sort of flanked by... Um, pine forests, I guess, in, oh, in nice. many areas. Um, so I should mention probably at this point um, the city of Gdańsk, which mm-hmm. is where Solidarity was born, the oh, shipyards, yeah. um, uh, Lech Wałęsa, which is, you know, prob- might ring some bell for the, <laughs> the older <laughs> listeners. Uh, so we are very interesting town. It's actually a uh, tri-town, what they call tri-town, which are three cities in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, which are kind of connected, but they stand alone. Um, the architecture is quite different. It's quite Nordic. It's almost, um, you know, Scandinavian, uh, obviously influenced by, by Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's actually where Sweden at one point invaded Poland um, oh. through through that part of the coast. Mm. Um, actually, a little known fact that we were invaded by, by Sweden. Uh, wanting control of the Baltic Sea. Vikings um, and Nazis, it just has not been your history. Yeah, Russians, no. you know, you, oh, yes, you, you name it. Russians, yeah. Turks, Mongols, yeah, you name it, we had it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should be left alone for a change. <laughs> I think it's time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in Gdansk, there, yep. is there some legacy of solida- the solidarity movement? Is there things to see around that? or uh, th- There's probably some. Uh, look, I haven't explored it. I've been there since since it, um, the fall of communism, but um, it's not a city that I know well. Um, but really um, welcoming of tourists and, you know, lots of Scandinavians actually um, you can travel from Sweden by ferry uh, to come in and come in with your car. So, so that makes it quite interesting. Um, lots of bars, very vibrant city um, and, and very different, very different from Warsaw, very different from Krakow. So each city will have its own identity and, and you'll see the Scandinavian influence there. I'm going to put it out there. What do Poles like to drink? It can't be <laughs> vodka, surely. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think uh, it's a worst kept secret. <laughs> <laughs> Poles love to drink vodka. They they drink uh, okay. it straight. They yeah. they will occasionally mix it. Uh, uh, there, are, there are tons and tons of... Um, Different types of vodka. Recently, on my uh, on my <laughs> visit to to stay with my sister in Warsaw, she took me to a, a local supermarket or hypermarket which sells alcohol, and she said, "This is the avenue of honour." So, <laughs> where it's a it's a joke that yeah. p- the poles yeah, have absolutely. the avenue of honour, where two aisles filled with probably a hundred at least different types of vodka. Totally. So extraordinary, um, extraordinary. But they also like to drink beer. So, okay. so don't be put off. You can get really good beers in Poland as well. Okay. Well, Fee's our resident alcohol <laughs> consumer. Alcoholic. <laughs> consumer. <laughs> well, it is true. I mean, I remember um, in the 1980s and 90s, um, vodka was huge in Melbourne. There was a whole, like, like uh, absolute obsession with vodka and everyone was drinking iced vodka and vodka this and vodka that. And it's fell, fallen a little bit out of fashion in Australia or in Melbourne because it's been consumed by the gin fad. Mm, yes. Has, but yeah. you know that, you know, most of, a lot of people use vodka as the base spirit for gin. Oh, really? That gin is essentially flavoured vodka. So the, uh, they add Junipalooza. Junipalooza. Uh, they add juniper berries. But the whole thing is, <laughs> the whole thing is that they can make... Um, 
with with vodka, it's all made out of potatoes. But with gin, you can actually use base spirits made out of grapes and other factors. Mm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But well, obviously, the uh, poles do it well. The poles do it very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yep. Uh, they're different from Russian vodkas. Is there one with a bison herb? Is it that? Uh, as the bison grass, yeah, yeah, bison bi- grass. That's yeah the bison one. grass, it's yeah, that, that's grass. that's polished, yeah. So it's flavored uh, with a, a blade of um, a special grass that the bison like to eat, which comes from a, a certain national park in Poland, um, and it's called Żubrówka. Mm. <laughs> For those uh, you may know it, you, you may not know how to pronounce it. <laughs> no, I didn't. I <laughs> you might learn how to pronounce it if you have enough of it. Um, <laughs> so um, that that works. I've, yes. I've tried that. Yes, it does. <laughs> work with my friends um so we uh, but lots of different different types a lot of some of some of the vodkas are actually made from grain so they're based on uh rye rye mm. grain made from rye grain um and really the russians make very very good vodka the difference is the quantity that that they drink we drink vodka shot size glasses they actually drink glass size glasses yeah. in tumblers. one go <laughs> tumblers tumblers that's right you're sensible that's right I understand completely the poles are restrained yes that's right well, so by comparison <laughs> yes what kind of food goes with vodka then Is okay there a typical typical food for that for okay all right so um the at at parties and get togethers we, there's a saying in polish that um, a fish likes to swim which means that you have herring with vodka so um, so that's that's typical, you know, it's a chaser. So you have mm. a shot, shot of vodka and you have some herring, whether it's um, roll mops or, you know, in oil or some other variety. Um, and, of course, sausage, polished sausage. I think you... Um, if you if you like sausage, you probably you'll be in heaven because it's amazing. There are tons and tons of different varieties, and the flavour is amazing. You really can't get anything like it here. So, and then they have pierogies. So pierogi mm. is another um, love specialty. <laughs> so I lived in New York for a long time in the East Village, which was the centre of the Polish delis and the Polish restaurants down there, and um, they were inexpensive. And I spent hours sitting and eating um, potato latkes and uh, pierogies and all that delicious Polish food. Yep, yep. Oh, it's it's amazing. You, so lots of different fillings. Uh, pierogies all... So they're, they're like dumplings. They're like the Chinese dumplings. So the idea of getting getting some pastry or some dough and wrapping some yummy things in it and, you know, holding it together and boiling it or frying it. I mean, there's there are so many versions of that around the mm. world. Um, it's most they're mostly boiled, so the the standard ones are, are filled with meat, um, sort of very finely minced meat. Uh, there's also what we call Russian pierogi, which is a mixture of cottage cheese and potatoes. Um, and there's sweet varieties, um, the Christmas variety, which I'm going to be having in a few days, is um, sauerkraut and mushroom. And in mm, summer, you can nice. have blueberry filled pierogi. My favourite were the mushrooms, mushroom pierogies. Well, we will be back in a short minute and we're going to talk more about Poland. We're going to talk more about Polish food. We're going to eat with our minds. On Joy 94.9, this is The Escape Hour. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ Community Radio Station, Joy 94.9. You're on The Escape Hour. 
It's Sunday morning. You're looking sexy for this Sunday, Fiona. I oh, will tell you. thank you, Russ. You, you, you just not wearing your glasses or something? Oh, look, doll, I'm you know I'm not a morning person, so you know I'm onto my third coffee already, and I you know I haven't put on any uh, any makeup today, so I'm looking pretty crappy. But uh, this uh, is look, you know, radio, isn't it? It's That's radio. What we do. It's yeah. Sunday. You don't have to wear any makeup, Russ. You look beautiful or, to us. Or clothes, for that matter. Or clothes, for that matter. Well, okay, we can do a nude escape hour one day, but we won't today because we've got a lovely guest. Isabella will not be doing. Doing nude Poland, we're doing we're doing highly dressed, sophisticated Poland today, aren't we? We are. Yes. <laughs> I bet I'm dressed <laughs> for the record. Now, in uh, in Poland, are they uh, they're, they're well known for having the sort of heated spas and baths and things like that? Are they? Is that something that I would always imagine is a big part of Polish culture? You can't find those. There are spas that are sort of popping up, mostly in the the southern region of Poland where there's some natural springs. Um, It's becoming sort of big business. So we might sort of skip over to southern Poland now um, and, and talk a little bit about that. So... Once you've left Warsaw, you can probably catch uh, a train, a very fast train to Krakow. And that will be the next obvious um, point to, to explore. So Krakow is the, the Polish version of Prague. And it's it, the and jewel it, of that's Poland, the jewel of it? Poland yeah, that yeah. is the original capital. Uh, it's the original seat of the of the kings. Um, amazing, amazing castle, very raw original castle with um, uh, you know the the burial sites for the 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 very first kings, um, lots lots and lots to explore. And the old town, you know, wasn't destroyed. It's it's exists. Um, why and did, it's, why did the Nazis leave that alone? Did they think something was beautiful there? And I, they, I, I I don't know. Yeah. I think they just didn't have time to to destroy it at the end. I, I look, I, I'd have to well, read up on thing, it. Though. It's a great thing. It's, it's yeah. a great thing. Um, so look, Krakow is is probably if if you've been. I haven't been to Prague recently, but I've heard lots of things this year about how overrun with tourist cities, mm. how busy it is. Mm. So if it's not your thing, consider going to Krakow. Um, very similar. Uh, it has a very similar feel um, as well. So favoured by, unfortunately favoured by the um, British equivalent of the Aussie Bogan, who, who goes there for... <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Prague has become the hand night, hand night and um, what um, Bucks night oh, capital it? of... Europe like Amsterdam the, too, because the, they could get... The British. So maybe there's a good side to Brexit. Oh, they won't be able to go. <laughs> well, it's the same as Amsterdam and other other places like um, uh, the, uh, Portugal, for example, the south yeah, of Portugal, no, um, because of the cheapness of the EasyJet flights. The and, uh, like, you know, hordes of I mean, lovely it, British people will go to these mm. places and have a party. I mean, it is great that we're able to go cheaply to these places, mm. but also... but. It is, when it gets overrun. So Krakow has been a little bit overrun as well. Correct. Right? It has the direct flights from yeah, London, from and, London and I think probably other cities in, in the UK. Um, and it's favoured by the, the young young boys, especially, you know, mm. young men in their 20s who misbehave and, um, yeah, you know, drink too much. And well, Stefan, we better go. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. We're, <laughs> right, right, isn't it? we're young. So I guess... <laughs> I guess that would be the the equivalent of schoolies that we would have here. Yeah, I guess so. Yes, yes, yes. I've seen it myself, and it's you know it's really not very nice. Um, and you know the locals the locals don't like it. So so just be mindful of that. But there are amazing bars, underground 
bars in original cellars, oh. perhaps in, in buildings who, yeah. which are really funky. There's some really good jazz that you can listen to in Love Krakow. Jazz. Jazz. Um, some renovated old hotels that have been restored. So um, really interesting, um, probably lots more in terms of um, art and culture as well. Yeah. It has a sort yeah. of a, a really sort of ingrained cultural but life. But I'm like you. I think, you know, I, look, Prague is beautiful, but it is super, super, super busy. And I think Krakow would be, a, be a, an amazing option to go to instead. Yeah. It sounds like the, the place to go to. Yeah, yeah, it is. So I'll... Um, I'll detour slightly. We'll, we'll probably go slightly out of Krakow now. Um, if uh, if you're up to it, I would consider going to Auschwitz, the concentration camp. Um, it's a bit of a downer, but um, mm. an important thing to to see once in your life. You'll never have to look at one again. Mm. Um, and a, a lot of people are going there. A lot of Jewish people obviously go there. Uh, but, you know, an important part of history. Um, and then what, what I would really recommend, one of my... F- all-time favourite places in the world is a town called Zakopane which is um, a couple of hours drive I guess from Krakow uh, which is like a little jewel in the Tatra Mountains Um, beautiful pine architecture uh, sort of sloping roofs um, set in a a sort of magical fir fir forest um, which you know it also adjoins um, is a gateway to to the tallest uh, peak in the Tatra Mountains the the tallest mountain in Poland you can catch a cable car up Mm. there uh, which is just gorgeous so good any time of the year and in winter you can ski down the mountain Mm. what was the name of that town again? Zakopane which is spelled Z-A-K-O-P-A-N-E Mm. Um, so Google some images. Um, Zakopane, it's, it's magical in summer and in winter. Beautiful hiking trails mm. through valleys um, and, you know, lots of good skiing in mm. winter. Um, you can also climb a, a smaller mountain. It's a, it's a big hike up the mountain and it's, uh, it's sort of like a, a rite of passage for, for young Polish people. You know, perhaps, you know, when they finish school, they, they go up to this mountain. Um, lots of European tourists have cottoned onto it. Um, and beautiful streams, um, clear, clear mountain water. Um, and what I would also recommend is a uh, probably a um, a ride rather than a walk. Lots of Polish people walk, which takes four hours, but you know probably a half an hour ride in a uh, horse and carriage uh, to uh, to a lake, which actually so there's a lake, and then if you're if you're game enough to climb up to another mountain, there's actually a lake within the mountain yeah. up the top. Oh, gorgeous! Which, um, so uh, stunning, stunning scenery. Uh, yeah, and I that's can't. all part of the Tatra Mountains. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Very nice yeah. And if you if you're up the top, you can actually if you step over the other side, you're actually in Slovakia. So it's oh. it's the natural border between the two countries. You can actually now just get across. There's no more border guards standing there. <laughs> I was going to say take your passport, but no, you don't even need to. You take don't your even need to. Um, so if you're in Zakopane, you just drive down the road and you'll immediately find yourself in Slovakia. You just go over the bridge, over a stream, mm. uh, and that would take you to another country and something else to explore. So a uh, beautiful part of the world, uh, lots of nature, uh, bears. You'll, you'll actually find oh, bears, wolves bears. live in, in the mountains. Um, so it's uh, Mother Nature's... At work. Wildlife at its best by the same Correct. Yep. Yeah. 
So getting back to um, our switch, is that um, I'm sure it's daunting and and can be very upsetting for people. Mm. Um, um, take us through a little bit about what you actually see there. I, I mean, I, I think it's just great that there is such a museum just to remind the world. I mean, we're all... You know, we're all um, ageing now and and the new millennial generation um, knows very little of, of what happened. So I, has, it, has it been done well, do you think? Um, well, look, to be honest, I saw it many, many years ago. It yeah. was still during communist times when I saw it and I think I'm still scarred by it, to be really? honest. Um, yeah. I must have been around 20 years of age yeah. um, and I don't think I could go back um, no. because it is so full on. No. Uh, but it's it's pretty much preserved. So they, it's a it's a working, it was a working concentration camp, but also an extermination camp. Yes. So you'll see the barracks where people stayed. You will go through these um, uh, terribly confronting rooms where it's full of suitcases or shoes that were left behind. You know, no. you'll see mattresses that were made with human hair um, and you will, I'm not sure if they let you into the gas chambers to have a look but you'll certainly see them from the outside mm. so um, I think there's a lot of confronting stuff to see I, I, I agree with you. I went to a um, concentration camp just north of Berlin when I was there, and for me, I just it just it's so upsetting mm. the things that the atrocities that they did at these places. But I, you know, it, it, as you said, it's, it's for humankind. It's just the kind of place that everybody should go and visit just once to see. You know, this could happen. You know, you don't forget. Yeah, yeah. So mm. it's got it happened. Very yeah. full on. I went to Dachau last oh, did you? year, yeah, yeah. and um, but I think I mean I, it was confronting, but probably not as much as Auschwitz would mm. be because uh, Dachau wasn't designed as an extermination camp, whilst mm. Auschwitz was designed mm. as an extermination camp. So, but we were there were some gas chambers in Dachau. They, they said they were never used, and we were taken in them, and and it's and you could see also the evolution. We could started at the working camp, so the the beds were fairly reasonable to start with, and then. As it evolved, you know, they put more people, so the condition changed, and mm. it, it's it's really it is confronting. Um, but I think it's something that we need I to do. do. There was a, there was a lot of German school children going there when I when I was there. Where were they? Um, oh, interesting. Which I think was a good um, really a, a good thing to to see. But, um, well, I do yeah. believe that in 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 Germany they have a, a very large education program that that really does not let any of the children forget. Um, so I think that's certainly the case in Germany, but mm. I'm not necessarily in other countries. I'm too chicken to go. Uh, uh, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, fair um, enough. Fair I enough. mean, even when you uh, when you go to you know travel through Vietnam and there's different places, I'm like, no thanks. I don't think I want to go. You see, no. I I didn't want to go, and then I, I just thought about it and thought about it, and I thought I can't be here. I was in mm. Munich. I thought I can't be here and not do that. I just mm. felt out of. I don't know. It was out of respect as well for, mm-hmm. and I know, and I really didn't want to go. Uh, I don't know that I would have been able to go to Auschwitz, and I don't know that I would have done it. Uh, as, but yeah, I, I completely understand. You know. But thank um, God, Poland is mm. now known for better things, as they say. Absolutely. Yes, a beautiful country. Now I've got a question for you, um, Isabella. I was an exchange student to Michigan in the USA many moons ago and I stayed with a um, Polish family. Wow. And we used to go to the Polish festival in Grand Rapids every year and one of the things that they... um, and to this very day that we chow on are called prune punchkis. 
Do you know what a punchki is? Punchki, yeah, yes. donuts, yeah. yeah. Good, yeah. Okay, donuts, good. very good. I yeah. Like, I thought they were. I thought they might have been having a go at me, being the dumb Australian, you know, student. Yes, this is a very. This is a delicacy in Poland. I thought, What's well, nice, but prunes, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, yeah, yummy donuts. They yes. were yummy yeah, donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah yummy yeah. donuts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's get on to happier things like donuts. <laughs> 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 yeah, I thought they were really yummy. Yeah, so yeah. cakes, cakes. Look, let's get let's get back onto food. Um, so donuts are amazing. They're they're large and they're fried. The, the traditional donut has is filled with um, hibiscus jam, not hibiscus. Um, the rose. The oh, I've just gone blank. The, the rose hip? fruit rose hip. Rose hip jam, thank you. Yum. Hibiscus salad, really exotic. <laughs> <laughs> Rose hip jam, plum jam will do. So, yep. so prunes must be that must be a local delicacy. Yeah. Um, so, look, cheesecake. If you love baked cheesecake, love um, baked cheesecake. The, the cheesecake is amazing. So, pretty much any cakes are good, and they're they're everywhere. They're abundant. Cake shops are abundant oh, in, in Poland. Uh, you can get really good coffee now. Yeah. Um, so you you will be able to get your fix of you know uh, an Melbourne. espresso. Coffee. Yeah, maybe, maybe not Melbourne standard coffee, but um, but very good coffee is available. Um, so so do do try the food, and there's a lot of other other delicacies, and you know it's very it's a very meat based. Mm. Um, so the vegetarians might struggle a little bit, but um, if you're into soups, Polish soups are really delicious. So there's mm. always something to eat. Um, in terms of um, you know chunky chunky style soups, beetroot and mm. or, you know large variety. Um, so there's such a thing um, as the traditional restaurants diners, I guess they are, mm. uh, which were really popular. You know, it, it, during communism, there was very few restaurants, but these diners were very popular with the the locals, where you can go and get um, get a set menu. Um, and get a soup as a starter, a main meal, giant main meal, and you know maybe a drink or you know something sweet as well. So um, so do try them out because they actually serve real. So Polish that would be fare. borscht. Yes, I correct. Love borscht. Yeah. So there's so lots good. of different types, and they're vegetarian mostly. You can find some vegetarian ones. A lot of them are vegetarian. Yes. So borscht, for example, is vegetarian traditionally. Fantastic. Oh. Well, we are going to be back in a minute, everyone, to just talk a little bit more about Poland. Joy ninety four point nine, the, the Escape, Escape Hour. Hour. You're listening to a Joycast from GLD TIQ Community Radio Station Joy ninety four point nine. Good morning, Melbourne. This is the Escape Hour on Joy 94.9. We're waking you up with a gorgeous Sunday morning and breakfast is on us as we visit Poland. We've just had a prune punchki and loved every minute of it. We have Isabella, who is our Polish expert. And now, how is your Polish these days? Isabella, is there? How is it? My, yeah. my, my spoken Polish, it's yes. very good. It's yes, very good. Yes, okay. I, I keep it up. So, How, could, how um, would you say um, you're listening to Joy 94.9 in Polish, for example? The Escape Hour on Joy 94.9. Witamy Was w radiu w godzina ucieczki. I tell you what. Program godzina ucieczki. We're very international here on Joy, aren't we, Fiona? Absolutely. Absolutely amazing. So we know now. How to, I, I won't repeat that. I know. <laughs> well, we can play it again, but yeah. we won't be able to say it again. Yeah, that's right. So um, 
Now, we, we mentioned that so much of the wonderful things to visit in Poland are outside of the major cities. Where would you head people? What, would you, what directions would you take or what would you be looking at? Because there's beautiful nature Yes, yes. So I wanted to mention if you if you're into nature, you want to get out of the cities, which which I actually really like to do. Um, I would head towards um, what's you're actually heading northeast towards Lithuania um, to a national park called Białowieża or Park Białowieski, which is a a park where the European bison survive in the wild. It's actually the only place where you can see European bison. You, you, when you go there, you can pull up and see them in, in an enclosure. Uh, but if you're game enough to actually just drive into the forest and go for a walk, you, you might just spot one. Um, so they do actually roam freely in, in the park. They're big, aren't they? Yeah. They're like the American bison. Okay, so huge. Yeah, so they're yeah, huge. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're big. They're big and they're woolly. Okay. Woolly mammoths. <laughs> so I, I be, I've been told they're not scary, but I still wouldn't want to come. You wouldn't want to come, come up against one? Come against one face to face. If you're lucky enough, you might spot uh, deer and um, moose as well. Yeah. Um, Obviously, badgers and 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 beavers, you know, survive survive in the mm-hmm. wild. So, um, so the forest is something that that Polish people are very proud of. Um, they're well preserved, um, and they're they're part of the culture, really. Yeah. So you go you go to the forest, you go uh, blueberry picking, you know, mm-hmm. towards the end of summer, you go oh, mushroom picking, wild blueberries, wild blueberries, oh. which you probably. No, about they're not like the big the big blueberries we get. They're, they're tiny on tiny little bushes, so you have to um, uh, be very lot. dedicated to, to pick <laughs> them. But it's a it's a good activity for for kids. Um, and and poles are mad about mushrooms, wild mushrooms. Oh, okay. So they go they go mushroom picking. You know, um, around September. Yeah. Um, once once summer's finished and and it's dry, then mushrooms start springing up. So, um, so if you if you're lucky enough to go in in autumn, you'll probably see mushrooms on the menu a lot. Um, Excellent time to go. I mean, I love mushrooms. Yeah, very 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 good. So and lots of different varieties. Don't go picking them if you don't know what you're looking for. So <laughs> I would advise against it. It's always but, my worry. I just kind of think, is this should I be eating this or shouldn't I? But um, yeah. you know, that's. Correct. That's why you need to go with a guide or someone who, who knows their mushies. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and it, this does depend on the time of the year when you go, but you will. Uh, one thing that you'll notice in Poland is along the side side of the road, open road between between cities, between villages, you'll actually have people setting up little stalls selling uh-huh. what they've picked. So um, they will be selling mushrooms, they will be selling berries. So would you be confident buying mushrooms? other side of the road because I know in France people go picking mushrooms a lot as well but they take them to the chemist to make sure they're not poisonous <laughs> one so <laughs> chemists do also do uh, they? yeah, yeah, yeah well Poles so, would huh? laugh at that idea would they? they would yeah <laughs> <laughs> that would never happen oh so they just they know, <laughs> they know. Their so they know they their know mushrooms exactly yeah what. yeah. Okay. so um, they, they do you will see these stalls um the berries obviously you know perfectly safe because you know everybody knows what berries look like mushrooms if you're not confident don't buy them yep. polish people will buy them they will they will buy them they'll go home and they'll cook them and they'll eat them um safely you know so so no one worries about that um so you and know in this national park you can do um like outdoor walks and trekking again or yeah yep, beautiful yep. walks so just about any any forest you can do you can go walking and hiking and you know as long or as as short as you want to 
word. Um, so that's so that's that direction. It's also it's also in the same direction as the um, as the lake region. So you will yeah. you will find you know interesting places, and if you're really you know adventurous, you can just keep going east and. Um, go to either either the border where you'll already see the differences in in architecture so you'll see uh-huh. the um the russian uh, sort of eastern or um it, depending which which side of poland you're on but um you can see the orthodox um architecture creeping in uh-huh. uh because those borders shifted over the centuries so there's um there's you know what once might have been lithuania is now poland and vice versa and same mm. with um ukraine so the you know arbitrary um, borders. And Pol- so, Poland's a big Catholic country, though, isn't it? It's a yeah, Catholic country. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. once you see Orthodox architecture and, yep. and churches, then you know you know you've, you're hitting the borders. Um, so that's that's interesting. Um, what I would really like to mention is the the castles in Poland. Ah, so nice. I'm, and I'm not talking about palaces. I'm talking about castles, raw kind of fortresses. So cool. are they kind of like Middle Ages, 14th century Correct. castles? Yes. I saw those a few of those when I was in Georgia too it was really interesting and uh creepy and fun yeah yeah yeah, they're they're amazing uh some of them are being converted into um hotels or partially converted into hotels so a few years ago i stayed and this was in the the region of zakopane that i mentioned earlier um where the uh the castle is actually 800 years old wow had Mm. had burnt and been destroyed over the years and always rebuilt Mm. and Part of the the castle has been turned into a, a mini hotel, and I, I believe there are only about six rooms. But they're they're really interesting to to stay at. The castle is believed to be haunted, um, so it'll be a um, good place to a host a murder mystery party or something. Wouldn't, wouldn't it? Be great. I love to do you go castle hopping around Poland, like jump from castle to castle. You can, you can. Yeah. Um, and the further uh, in this, uh, you'll you'll see a lot of them in the south. You'll come across many as you head towards the German border, which is so that region is called Silesia, which is actually where you see German influence. So the architecture changes mm, again. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot of red brick. Um, there's a there's a city called Wrocław, which is in the the southern um, western point of of Poland um, and quite Germanic in its mm. architecture. Um, but it's the the place is dotted with castles. Some of them um, are ruins. Some of them have, are, are intact and they're being restored. So if you're into castles, which I am, and, and knights, then that's um, something to look out for and, and really try and visit some. Oh, that sounds incredible. Well, we are uh, on the Escape Hour. It is your Sunday morning. Joy out loud and proud. You're on the Escape Hour again. It's Sunday morning. Oh, that's a great radio voice you've got. Oh, yes. thank you. Yeah, thank God. you. Definitely. You know, it's, it's all the extra coffee this morning and yeah. pastries I've yeah. just been eating. Pierogi. You've uh, had a pierogi, haven't you? Because oh, we're in I love Poland. pierogies oh. so much. Some good places to get pierogies in Melbourne too, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, there's Borscht Vodka and Tears, which is in Windsor. Mm-hmm. And then um, also there's After the Tears, which mm-hmm. is in... Uh, Caulfield North. Fair enough. No, Glen Huntley Road. Glen, Glen Huntley Road. You know what, Isabella, that I love the most about what you've come in and shown us um, today about Poland is um, getting out of the big cities. And mm. that's becoming the way people like to travel mm. these days. It's very becoming very responsible and very green. And a lot of people now just like to get to a country and, and get out of those cities and explore. And the way you describe your country is amazing. I've really, mm. really enjoyed 
talking about it. Mm. Stefan, what have you got on those GLBTI rights for us? Um, <laughs> so it is legal. Uh, homosexuality, yeah, same-sex relationships are is legal in Poland, uh, but I think it's a deeply Catholic country and it might not be um, widely accepted. So mm. probably... You know, yes, you won't get into trouble. Uh, Same-sex uh, wedding is not recognised, mm. however. Um, so yes, just be mindful that uh, population might be a little bit uh, reluctant to see. So Isabella, uh, uh, would there be places for you know the community to go and congregate when they're when they're visiting? I believe there are gay, gay bars, bars in the in the main cities, so you'll probably um, find. Um, comfortable places in Warsaw and, and Krakow. Um, however, don't expect anything in a small town. Yeah. Um, so, um, I did. I did recently on my recent visit this year see peaceful demonstrations. I guess you could call them um, of um, gay pride. Gay pride with flags and um, you know lots of happiness. Waving um, their rainbows, were they? Yes, yeah, they were. Right. Yes, um, but you know you can see the the pop general population is you know eyeing it with suspicion or you know mm. lack of understanding. So mm. and that's a, and the only reason is it's got to do with history. So it's you know we've got communism and Catholicism in there. And yeah. And German yeah, occupation. And German occupation. So it's it's moving uh, moving at its own pace and and that's fine. Moving slowly. Yeah. Yes. I want to go there. So yes. do I. I'm but very we've got a interested. Guide now. We've got a guy. Definitely. I mean those beautiful hikes in the forest, they just sound incredible. I mean, I love Doing uh, hikes wherever I go. And look, country Jenny, I you to. could do the Walk of Shame down that aisle of the supermarket. Well, I could always <laughs> do the Walk of Shame. <laughs> I could do that any day. On a Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Too much information. Now, <laughs> um, we do ask most of our guests a final question. Isabella, do you fold or do you roll? <laughs> We're talking about packing a suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> We amuse ourselves with this every week. <laughs> so, so do you pack? <laughs> I'm a folder. You're a folder. I knew you'd be a folder. Yeah. 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 I think we, are we all folders here? I'm a folder. I, 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 I fold and roll. Do you? Oh, do you? Your yeah. mixed, mixed approach. Uh, well, well, certain items of clothing are f good for folding and other mm. items really can be rolled. I can't stand scrunches. They drive me insane. <laughs> I think that I just, I mean, I scrunch into the corners. No, no, won't do it. No, ah. no, you, I'll, I'll come over and show you Do you remember the guest that we had that actually had the separate bags for everything right. in the bag? Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, that's that good. I, I think that's too much work. That is a lot of work. Okay, so the Polish like to fold. That's very important. <laughs> folders. Pretty sure, yes, they're yeah, folders. That'll be going yep. down in our book. Well, what a great show this has that been. That has yeah. been, absolutely. Isabella, we can't thank you enough. Thank, thank you, for you for having coming. me. I yeah. hope you um, found it useful. We oh, did. we did. Oh, We're yeah. all booking our flights today. Warsaw yes. or Krakow is the way to go. And certainly I know all of um, many of the larger um, airlines fly from Australia to um, this beautiful part of the world. And you should be paying somewhere between 1200 and 1500 for a ticket to get to, um, to Warsaw. And, you know, you need to get there, explore and eat some amazing food. <laughs> Definitely right. the way to go. This is the Escape Hour. It's Sunday morning and we have loved being with you. Join 94.9. See you soon. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. 
head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.